and then boiled them and gave them one each. He shaped them in an ear <laughs> and then gave them one each for their ear and hot soup, and they got better. But oh. they love the dumplings and have been eating it ever since. Wow. So, and th- that's the origin of dumplings. Yeah. Well, that's a legend. Okay. So how many years ago was that? Oh, no. Oh. I think maybe Leslie has a better shot at this. No. <laughs> I'm going to get something horrendously dumb and Natalie's going to be like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like, you guys are terrible at guessing. I'm going to say 2,000 years ago. Okay. I'm going to have a little more faith in the Chinese civilization, say 3,000. Okay, let's take a look at the answer. <laughs> About over 1800. See on the left, those are the ingots that um, mm. they're shaped after. I mean, they look like that, so people associate it with wealth. I see. Hey, see, I was pretty close there, only 200 years off. You were very off. close. <laughs> Blew right past the exit on the highway. <laughs> okay. And that is um, our Chinese New Year's foods, talent by number for the week. What's this all about? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? It's Curious John. What is he curious about today? Happy New Year! Across Taiwan this week, fireworks and firecrackers are filling the air as revelers celebrate the start of another year in the traditional lunar calendar. As you listen to this program, we've just left the Year of the Pig and entered the Year of the Rat. Both pig and rat are part of the traditional Chinese zodiac that Taiwan uses to track the passage of years. Altogether, there are 12 animals in this system, each in charge of a year in a predictable 12-year cycle of time. Maybe you've heard of the Chinese zodiac before, and maybe you're the sort of person who looks at zodiacs as simple superstition. But did you know that the Chinese zodiac has tangible, real-world effects on people's lives? On the line with us this week to explain the zodiac and its impact is Professor Li Maoxian, an expert in Taiwanese folklore. As we've said, the Chinese zodiac follows a set order. Rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. This order seems arbitrary, but legend does offer at least one explanation. Professor Lin says the Jade Emperor, God of Heaven, once arranged a race between animals to determine the order of the zodiac. They would have to cross a mountain range and a river to reach the endpoint that would determine who was in charge of what year. The clever and nimble rat was able to ride other competitors much of the way to victory. In Professor Lin's version of the story, the rat pushed the cat into the river while they were both trying to cross. The cat drowned, and so didn't make the final cut in the zodiac. This little detail explains not only why cats aren't found in the Chinese zodiac, but also why cats are still bent on catching rats to this day. In any case, the clever rat made it to the finish line first, and so it claims pride of place as the first animal in the cycle. On the other end of the cycle, the pig, overfed and half asleep for most of the race, came in last place. As a bit of an aside, this story also explains why chickens make their clucking sound. According to this part of the story, the chicken once had feet like other animals, instead of talons. But the dragon convinced the chicken to let it borrow its feet for the race. Afterwards, it just never gave the chicken back its feet. And so the chicken still cries, 
Well, I'll let Professor Lin do his chicken imitation. Anyway, gugugu in the Taiwanese Hokkien language means long, 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 as in, it's been so long, why don't you give me my feedback? So that's pretty much the standard explanation for the order and makeup of the zodiac. But Professor Lin does offer one alternative explanation. He says the order actually reflects the times of day when the 12 zodiac animals go out to feed, from earliest to latest. No word on what time of day the dragon goes out to look for food, but otherwise, this explanation does seem to hold some water. Also supporting this idea is the fact that the zodiac animals are in charge of more than just years. In reality, they also operate in smaller cycles. For instance, each of these animals is also said to be in charge of two-hour periods of the day. And if you think about it, these periods do seem to line up well with the animals' usual feeding times. Believers in different kinds of traditional fortune-telling will tell you that it's important to know all of the animals that influence your zodiac, not just the year. That's why when getting your fortune told in Taiwan, you have to tell the fortune-teller in as much detail as possible not just the date, but the time of day when you were born. The combination of animals in charge of your birth year, birth month, and birth time interact in a complicated way to determine your fortune. The biggest influence, though, still seems to be the year in which you were born. Traditional ideas say that zodiac signs determine compatibility, both romantic and otherwise. For instance, those born in the year of the dragon are bound to fight with those born in the year of the tiger. Dragons and tigers are just fighters like that. Goats, meanwhile, will always end up in the tiger's belly, and so are best kept apart. But Professor Lin says that in today's Taiwan, this idea is more of a guideline to who is more likely to marry whom, rather than taken as an absolute. This view of compatibility may be taken less seriously than it once was, but the idea of zodiac animals does still affect many lives in many real ways. Those born in the year of the dragon are still viewed as the most lucky of all. And so dragon years see a big increase in the birth rate, even in Taiwan, where the birth rate is noticeably flagging. The year of the tiger, meanwhile, has a reputation for being unlucky, and those born in that year are still regularly excluded from a variety of happy occasions. If you were born in the year of the tiger, people about to get married won't let you into their rooms, even as other friends and well-wishers are invited to gather around. You're also going to be excluded from places like the room where new mothers are undergoing postpartum care. It's nothing personal. Tigers are just thought to bring bad luck with them. Fortunately, the other signs don't have that kind of stigma attached to them. In traditional society, the birth signs of women were taken especially seriously. That's because certain combinations of zodiac signs, year, month, date, and time, are believed to foretell that women born at those moments are going to do their husbands in. Professor Lin says that this has led some women in the past to fake their signs in order to convince prospective husbands that they're not dangerous after all. There's even an old phrase in the Taiwanese Hokkien language that says that men's signs are true while women's signs are fake. It's all pretty sexist if you ask me. Of course, this is a lot less common in today's Taiwan than it used to be. 
Unfortunately, completely gone is the practice of forcing pregnancies so that children would be born under just the perfect combination of lucky zodiac signs. It doesn't sound very safe. 其实安胎税这样的习俗呢，是从一九八零年代才开始。在此之前，根本没有所谓安胎税这一回事。The Chinese zodiac is of course ancient, and so you'd think that all the practices surrounding it would be very old too. But that's not the case. Professor Lin surprised me by letting me know that a practice I thought must be very old has, in fact, been around for about as long as I have. When you go to a temple around the New Year these days, chances are you'll see bulletins advertising which zodiac signs are in danger of misfortune over the coming year. The idea goes that every 12 years, when your birth zodiac sign comes around again, you're in for a year of bad luck. You'll need to perform a ceremony at a temple to pacify this bad luck. Professor Lin says this idea, despite its traditional veneer, didn't exist until the 1980s. Later on, temples started adding to this idea. 后来包括叉六岁叫做对冲，这几年又有所谓的偏。These days, some temples will tell you that if you were born six zodiac signs off from this year's, or even three, you're in for bad luck too. 纯粹是公庙。It's all a ploy for money, Professor Lin says bluntly. That's because the ceremonies require a donation. Every year in a 60-year cycle is said to have a god in charge of it. You take the name of the god said to be in charge of your birth year and write it on a red sheet of paper. You then take the paper home and put it on an altar in the place where you worship the gods. If all this seems a bit cynical, though, Professor Lin has a more positive way of looking at things. He says that this newly created tradition should give pause to people born in all years of the zodiac, getting them to act carefully and be safe in the coming year. And after all, he says, whether you believe in this new custom or not is entirely up to you. This week, we've looked at the Chinese zodiac, but there's a lot more to know about the Lunar New Year in Taiwan. Next week, Professor Lin will join us again for a look at how people here celebrate the New Year and how the Taiwanese way of celebrating the New Year may be a lot different from the textbook celebrations you might have heard of before. I'm Curious John, and I'll see you again next week. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Stroke of Light, a portrait of Taiwan through the eyes of painters, sculptors, filmmakers, and photographers. Hello, and welcome to Stroke of Light. I'm Jake Chen. Last week, we introduced the premise behind an exhibition called "Homage to the Masters." It is the latest solo exhibit of drawings and paintings by Mr. Shi Jinhua. A renowned painter and a pioneer in performance art in Taiwan. For his latest exhibit, Mr. Shi has created a series of drawings and paintings that are inspired by some of his favorite artists and sculptors.
and he has a rather unique philosophy behind the making process of this new series. He said that he wanted to explore the concept of life behind the series, and he has decided to lay out the content of the painting tools on the canvas for each artwork, be it the lead and wood that makes up each individual pencil, or the liquid paint inside each paint tube. So, without further ado, let's take a look at the individual artwork and see how he explored these ideas. Mr. Shi first points to a small piece of sculpture that he has created. The sculpture is made up of several pieces. The main piece looks like a miniature mountain, a stiff hill on the sides, and it has textured ground. On the side of the mountain, we see a very simple stick figure that pushes what looks like a giant rock upwards towards the top of the hill. This Shu tells me that the inspiration behind this sculpture is an essay written by Albert Camus called The Myths of Sisyphus. In the essay, Camus tells the story of Sisyphus, who at one point is the king of a small state. His self-aggrandizing tendencies and deceitful nature eventually anger the gods, who have in turn decided to punish him. And as for the actual punishment, Sisyphus is cast into hell and will have to push the giant boulder up a mountain, only to have the boulder roll down the hill when it's near the top. And he will have to repeat the futile process for eternity. Taking inspiration from this tale, which clearly has its roots in Greek mythology. Mr. Shi has built this little sculpture that freezes the moment when Sisyphus is right about to push the boulder to the top of the mountain, which is also the very moment before the boulder rolls back down the hill inevitably. It is a moment when Sisyphus is about to encounter a tremendous setback, and all the frustration and even desperation that come with it. So, this piece Mr. Shi says that in his reinterpretation, he focuses on the aspects of life that appear to be vain, meaningless, and purposeless. He said that this poses a rather philosophical question. In many cases, people who work hard towards something would end up like Sisyphus, which means at some point. All they work towards will become worthless, and they will have to start from scratch in one way or another. So that reality begs the question: If working hard towards a goal is an act of futility, why should anyone try in the first place? While the tale of Sisyphus is a very remote one from us, the idea that what we could be doing is futile. Certainly, is something that could make us question our individual endeavors and the effort that we put in. Shu tells me, after exhausting the paint to add the fine texture on the mountain, he cut up the metal paint tube and used scissors and a hammer to reshape the metal material into this figure of Sisyphus. 
The process is rather metaphoric because the inside of the paint tube is much like the inner energy of Sisyphus. It has been depleted as Sisyphus himself has left everything he has on the mountain while pushing the boulder up. Yet, despite all that, he still has to keep going and keep moving forward despite being exhausted and has no energy left because the boulder is right above his head and he's left with no choice but to keep pushing. The question of is it worth it after all certainly hangs over the head for many of us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stroke of Light. In the following weeks, we'll continue to examine more of Mr. Xu Jinhua's work in his latest exhibition called Homage the Masters. I'm Jake Chan, and I look forward to talking to you next week. together already. It's time to feast! Sit down at the table with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu on Feast Meets West. Welcome to the feast. This is Ellen Chu. And this is Andrew Ryan. Happy Chinese New Year, the rats! That's yes. really scary. That was really lifelike. Really life. Really lifelike. Life-like yes. Right? Well, you know, Happy Chinese New Year of the Rat. Mm-hmm. That's for all you rats and mice, all and you Mickey's, Minnie's out there. This is your year, including Mama Andrew. That's right, Mama Ryan. Okay. Jane Ryan, this is your year. Whoa. Talking to my mom. Yeah. Right. So, is she looking forward to it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> So, so what years are the year of the rat? If you're born in the year of the rat, you were born in one of the following years. But we should say that if you were born at the very beginning of the year, you might actually be from the previous year, the year of the pig. Right. And so 1924. Yep. 1936. 1948, 1960, 1972, 1984, 1996, 2008. Now remember, if you were born at the beginning of the following year, you're probably also a rat. So if you're born in, let's say, January of 1949, no. <laughs> okay. So happy birthday. I mean, happy year of the rat to all yes. of you. But most definitely is that in Chinese culture, if you're born in that year and that is your horoscope year, mm. you would have to uh, actually call anti sui. So you go to a temple, right? Mm-hmm. You pay like 600 NT, right. about 20 bucks, mm-hmm. and then they give you a little charm. Mm-hmm. And then you go around and pray to all the gods. Yes, and then to they you. they pray to you too, or pray for you too, right? right. The temple will pray for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we check out what's on our menu today in our yes, special definitely. celebration? 
In our first course, we'll teach you some phrases for the year of the rat. In our second course, what do Pope Francis, Scarlett Johansson, and John Claude Van Damme and Rosa Parks have in common? Not much. Well, they were all <laughs> born in a year of the rats. Rat. So we're going to introduce you to some more famous rats, plus bring you a look at horoscopes for the coming mm. year. And in our third and final course, Feeds Meets West is a food program. So of course, we will have to bring you a rat-related food. Well, don't worry. We're not going to eat any rodents, okay? Are we not? So we're actually Are you sure having about that? rats. Are you sure? Um, I'm sure because <laughs> it's illegal. No, it's not legal. No? That's not illegal. You can definitely okay. eat rats. Um, well, we'll tell you what it's going to be when we get there. How about All that? Right. We're going to start off with a ratty song. Mm. It's by Mayday, Tian. Mickey Mouse. All right. And when we come back in just a moment, we're going to tell you how to wish everybody a happy new year of the rat. So, is there any positive or good idioms or characters for the rat? 
So it's better to use a homonym, a character that sounds the same as the word for rat. Like that's yeah, because in Chinese there are no good idioms with the word rat in it. It uh, usually means bad things. Right. 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 Yeah.、Mm. So, like, if you're if you're born in the year of the horse, it's really easy because there's tons of horse idioms, right?、Mm-hmm. That are really propitious. Okay. But not so much for the rat. Mi lao shu. That's the only one. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna、um, tell you about some phrases that actually use a homonym. So it's another character that sounds the same as rat. Okay. So first one, one of the best shu yi shu er. Yeah, I like that. Shu yi shu er. So in this case, shu means to count, but actually、okay. it sounds like lao shu,、right. which is rat. Xin you shuo shu. Your heart belongs to someone. Okay. Hmm. 如数家珍 Right, counting your family valuables. Hmm. 我心属于你 My heart belongs to you. That sounds like something out of Titanic. Right, <laughs> like you know, at the year-end event, we always say, 祝大家钞票数不尽 Oh, that means may your、uh, dollar bills be so countless that you、right. can't even count them. And 好运莫你非呃莫你呃非你莫属 So that means good luck is yours and yours alone. alone. Okay. This is my、uh, favorite one. Right, 数钱数到手抽筋 So counting the money that your hands will all cramp up. It's like wishing somebody that you have so much money that your hands cramp up just trying to right. count it. And right, and you could say you could also say it like 数钱数到手软 <laughs> Yeah. So your hands become weak from counting、yeah. all your money. Exactly. I love that. I think it's、mm-hmm. so funny that like money is the most、uh-huh. important thing always. Yep. So if you look at the character for the rat, it's actually a very cute character. Um, back in the old days, how do you say jagu wood? Like oracle bones? Yes. Like the oracle bones. If you look at the really old Chinese characters, it looks like a rat standing up on its hind legs with a little tail. Yeah, actually, the character you could you could visualize like it's a rat's head. You can see the ears, the right, little and also the the legs and everything. But if you look at the rat. Um, the way we write it today in Chinese, it doesn't really like. I don't think you would guess correctly. It looks、mm-hmm. kind of like it because we know that that's what that word is. Right. But if you don't know the word, I think you would never guess that that、But、was a rat. Still, you you can still see the legs. You can see a tail, right? right? Yeah. yeah, a little bit.、Mm-hmm. At any rate, shu. So any、uh, any time you hear shu, it's probably connected、Rodent. to it. Rodential.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So、uh, we're gonna go into another song. When we come back, we're gonna talk to you about some famous rats and some horoscopes for、mm. this year, the year of the rats. All right. This song is. Uh, 田鼠论坛 and、uh, it's gonna be brought to you by. Rubber band. Right. And this is a Cantonese song. It basically means the field rats are having a roundtable discussion.、Yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect for the year of the rats.
擂台上，你声带领，暗暗致敬，放起都听我发声。夜临下，瞓下，叹下，世态变化，我怕怕，走为风格。Second course. All right, we are back now on the second course of today's feast meets West, and we are celebrating the year of the rat. Other than you know, Mama Ryan.、Mm-hmm. Well, of course, there's Pope Francis, Scarlett Johansson, Jean Claude Van Damme, Rosa Parks, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Katy Perry, Cameron Diaz, and Eminem and Wayne. Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky. he's a hockey player. Wow. Yeah. Marlon Brando, Buddy Holly, Jeffrey Hadmer, Jeff- Jeffrey Dahmer. He's that Dahmer. serial killer. Yeah. Oh.、Ooh. So there's famous people. There's great people. There's, there's serial killer.、People. So Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Facebook, right? Yes, and Dolly the sheep. Who was cloned? So I guess、oh, Dolly、my. and all of Dolly's like clones. The Rock. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, the、yeah. musical. So he did Cats, right? Right. Yeah. So I thought we'd mention him in the year of the rat. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you know he is the year of the rat, but he is the composer for Cats. So I think maybe he's maybe not one of the most popular rats,、no. right? For、yes. doing a musical about cats. Well,、yeah. why is the rat first in the Chinese zodiac? Yeah. So it's、There、interesting. There's a story behind it. So of all the twelve animals, why、mm. is this the first year? Well, the rat、uh, is the first of the twelve animals of the Chinese zodiac. According to one myth, the Jade Emperor said the order will be decided by the order in which they arrive to his party. So the rat tricked the ox into giving him a ride. Then, just as they arrive at the finish line, rat jumped down and landed ahead of ox, becoming first. Tricky. Tricky. So we say that people born in the year of the rat are very clever,、mm-hmm. very, very、Quick、clever. Quick thinkers, successful, but content with living a quiet and peaceful life. Really?、Mm, I don't know.、Mm. What do you think? Well, looking at this、mm, list, well, the serial killer is、Oof. not really quiet. Well, he was successful. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they are also thought to possesses. 
possess what? Creativity, honesty, generosity, ambition, ambition quick, quick temper, temper wastefulness. wastefulness. Oh, no. Okay. This is, see, these aren't, some of these are my mom, but not. She's creative, honest, generous, and ambitious. Well, All the good ones. Yeah. Yes. But she doesn't have a quick temper or wasteful. Right. So, so to get along with monkeys and dragons and to get along poorly with horses. Okay. So if you're a rat, you want to hang out with more monkeys and dragons. Mm. Yes. Okay. So lucky things for rats, the colors blue, gold, and well, green. they should go to Cal. Yeah, they should. Your school, right? I know. Um, the numbers two and three. Flowers, lily, African violet, and valley lily. You should get that for your mom. Yeah, I should. Mm -hmm. uh, she would look good in blue and gold, I think, okay. too. And green, yeah. Directions of auspiciousness, southeast, northeast. Okay. Direction of wealth, southeast, East. Okay. Direction of love. West. So if my mom travels west, she arrives at my house. All right. Love. Oh, so sweetie. Unlucky things. Color yellow, brown. Tell your mom to get rid of it. Oh, she Remember, doesn't. This is interesting. She doesn't wear those two colors mm. because she's a winter. So no yellows okay. and no browns. So number five and nine. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, horoscope for rats this year. Now, usually if it's your year sign, it's uh, traditionally the most unfortunate year for you, laden with bad omens and mishaps. Um, but 2020 is going to be pretty good for the rats. Success mm -hmm. is going to come in the form of career. Um, celebrate the fact that your efforts will be rewarded and seen. And so, on the other hand, your health and relationships will prove to be a bit of a struggle. Mm -hmm. So visit your doctor at the first sign of illness. Work toward creating a loving, open environment for all of your relationships. The year will have its issues, but the positive factors can turn it around. Great. Love turning things around. Yes. So, you know, life is still in control of your own destiny. That's right. Okay. So we're going to go into a song, and this is a fun song. This is by Wu uh, Haoen, a mm. Puyuma singer, along with Daniel, the Daniel Ho Trio. So he's from Hawaii and plays the ukulele. Mm. And they collaborated on a song which is called Lao Su Ling Tang Ge. So it's the Rat Bell, Bell song. Okay. And when we come back in just a moment, we're going to have a rat-related food. Are we going to be eating rats in the studio? I don't know. You tell oh, me. I don't know. We're the rat. We're the brat. <laughs> That's a good one. Will Andrew be a rat or a brat? Okay. Or maybe Stay both. Stay Yeah.
Listening to Feast Meets West. Third course. Okay. So, Ellen Chu, I'm going to be nice. This year I'm not going to make you eat rat. <laughs> Thank you. I figure not because you just got back on my list and you have another term. I had, that's right. Right? She reelected me for another year. Right. So, oh, you know, you don't want to destroy that bond and trust that in the can, very beginning. That, it usually comes at the end. Yeah? Yes, right. Okay. Wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, you know, when somebody get elected, they usually, you know, try to have that positive image in the very beginning. Right, right. right. And I don't want to do anything risky. Right, In right. the very beginning. Right, right, right. Okay, so what we're having instead of rat is something that has the word rat in it in Chinese. Thank goodness. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. It is called shu wei cha. Yes. So rat I, tail grass. Right. This is something we use in a lot of the aromatherapies. Mm-hmm. Right. So we use it a lot in Italian cooking. Right. So sage mm-hmm. is something that has the word shu, but it has nothing to do with rat. Okay. I think maybe if you look at the leaf, it's long. It and looks it's like dark, a tail. And it's furry. So feel one of your leaves. There should be some more leaves in there. Yes. And you can like maybe scrunch it up a little bit and have a little smell. Uh, Okay. Mm, Smells like Italian cooking. Yes. It smells good. It does smell good. I think it smells very nice. Right. So what's really interesting about this is um, that uh, that it has long been considered... A uh, an herb which can cure a lot of different illnesses. Right. Um, so, for example, it's a diuretic. It's good for clearing out your intestines or for increasing appetite or for, um, I guess, reducing gas in your intestines. Oh, that's good. I feel a little gassy today. Yeah, so maybe so we maybe can... maybe you'll help me, right? Yeah, you can um, have this tea. So what we've done, actually, you don't know this because you can't see us. But we've got two cups of hot water. Trust us. And we, we do. <laughs> we, we can hear the sound of the wooden spoon on the, the mm-hmm. gla- cup. And um, so we have just um, put some sage leaves in some hot water. So we're mm-hmm. making a little sage tea. And I've got two different kinds of sage leaves there, Ellen Chu. Why is there two different kinds? So I went to the market yesterday to buy mm-hmm. a plant. And I actually had to go to two different markets before I found one. And... The first saw I came across said they have pineapple sage. Mm. So it's a bit sweeter and only for making tea. Wow. And then the other one is a more traditional sage, which is also used in like Italian cooking. Okay. A sage brown butter sauce is what comes to mind. 
So, you know, there are very many different kinds. And of course, you know, with all the good that it could do to your body, it could also, it could be something that prevents food or stuff to get rotten. Oh, so it has a bit of a preservative um, yes. quality to it. So a lot of time we put it into sausages mm-hmm. to make it a very, well, you know, a flavorful a, a flavorful you know ingredients in there you know it's interesting in the 18th century there are records that show that uh there were some uh chinese uh i guess merchants um who uh what they did was they traded um two boxes of tea leaves for one sage leaf thinking mm. that this was going to be the next big thing um, I don't know if they actually ever, I don't think it ever really took off in, uh, the Chinese trade industry. No. Um, but it's interesting that they thought it was really an important kind of herb. Right. Uh, and, uh, wanted to try something new. Um, now of course it's much more common in the West. And in fact, in France, they believe that sage is, uh, something that can relieve your sadness. Wow. And I know in some cultures, too, they also burn sage to get rid of the evil spirits wow. in a room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many different uses. I think it just smells wonderful. I think so, too. And, you know, it makes my water, well, the boiling water actually tastes a little bit of sweetness in there. Mm. And sage tea is to help with a variety of health conditions like the ones we said. Also, excessive sweating. And mm-hmm. heartburn, hot flashes, insomnia, sore throat, age-related, cognitive decline. Oh, okay? my goodness. I need that. <laughs> I have so age-related cognitive decline. So if you have decline. like a sore throat, you could start gargling with sage teeth. Mm-hmm. So it's something that helps. And also if you're coughing. They also say oral mucositis. I wonder what that is. Hair health. I need that. <laughs> high cholesterol right hair health maybe it makes it shine but not make it grow <laughs> I think it might be too late for me <laughs> no well, we could still try be optimistic I see a lot of hair growing under your chin yeah. <laughs> it's just immigrated that's all <laughs> right <laughs> oh goodness Okay. So possible side effects. You do, do want to be a little bit careful if you're pregnant. You don't want to take excess amounts. That's not going to happen here. Okay. Not going to happen in this studio. Right. Um, and it contains something called thujone and camphor, which are essential oils that have the potential to be harmful if you take them in high doses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're going to be having that much. It says no. um, three to six cup of tea should be cons- can be consumed daily without reaching toxicological thresholds we're fine and you know what we didn't even put the regular dose into our cup here i think you're supposed to have like a tablespoon i know and well you know our leaf looks as big as a tablespoon (laughs) it looks as big i don't think it's enough though okay you can put more in for a stronger flavor all right yeah but i think it's cool it's good or hot as the case may be oh i'm starting to taste it now i taste it you taste it now right yeah she says like stuffing more leaves in her cup right. <laughs> i like I it ellen Chu. i like no. it i think this is a good way to start off the new year i think so too and it's it's good for the rats yes 
We didn't do anything harmful. No rats were harmed in the production of today's program. Exactly. And this rat actually do good to your body. That's right. All right. So thank you, Sage. Thank you, uh, Rats Tail Grass. Thank you. So wait, huh? Right. Yeah. So we're going to be sharing you with our uh, P.O. Box mailbox address <laughs> p.o box 123-199 taipei taiwan email us at androo at rti.org.tw and next saturday what are we gonna do next saturday on the feast we're gonna tell you all about the jade emperor and you know why why his birthday is next weekend all right we're gonna have a party with him all yeah that's right okay so so it's interesting the way the show's worked out this year last week was the day we uh celebrated the kitchen god God, yeah and then he went and told every the, the jade emperor about like what you did last year I know what you did last summer. Right. <laughs> and then next week, it's, it turns out it's his birthday. Exactly. So it's like the, the triumvirate of programs. So maybe he just wanted the kitchen god to tell him what everyone has prepared for his birthday. Maybe. That is the answer he really wants to know. Well, okay? we have prepared something sweet for his birthday. And we're going to be sampling it next week in okay. our show. Looking forward to it. Okay. So one last song. It's called Ear of the Rat. Yes, it is called Ear of the Rat by Badly Drawn Boy. It's interesting. In English, they have a song called Year of the Rat. Okay. So have a listen, and we will see you next week for Feast Me Sense. I'm Andrew Ryan. And this is Ellen Chu. Bye-bye. Bye.
This is Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> 